Hello and welcome to our final segment of our Meet the UBMBA Faculty Program Director Series, a series that's dedicated to conversations designed to provide an in-depth look at what makes the University at Buffalo's MBA program and its people so special. My name is Aaron Shaw. I'm the Assistant Director of Recruitment for our full-time MBA and MS programs. Um, and if you saw the other two segments, you know this is the point where I say a little bit of a teaser here in terms of the QR code here on your screen, and I'll talk more about that before we wrap up today. Uh, but today, and, and once again, I do have the immense pleasure of being joined by one of those very special people, the UBMBA Faculty Program Director, Dr. Timothy Maines. Dr. Maines, welcome, and thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Of course. To our audience, if you missed either of those first two segments, Dr. Maines provided us with a ton of great details about himself, his role as the UBMBA Faculty Program Director, and the MBA program as a whole. And you can view those in our digital library. Uh, I'll show you how you can do that before we wrap up today, utilizing that QR code. Uh, but in this final segment, we will be discussing the connection between the UBMBA program, uh, the University at Buffalo on a grander scale, and the Buffalo community and how they all play a role in the bigger picture. Without further ado, here we go with the first question. So Dr. Maines, what opportunities and challenges do you see from the university level? Yeah, so one of the, um, one of the thoughts that comes to mind is that um, there's a sort of a changing marketplace uh, for um, MBA student education. And um, uh, what we're seeing more broadly as a trend in the marketplace is that uh, is that there's a, there continues to be and is an increasing demand for students with MBA training. Uh, and at the same time, we're seeing that uh, students are, uh, some, some students are less willing to uh, to leave a good job and to go back to school and to earn their MBA. Uh, and so, you know, for those who get their MBA, that's kind of uh, the sweet spot because what happens is there's a higher demand, salaries are going up right now for MBA graduates. Uh, and so that can be a great thing for a person's career. Um, but, but there's this maybe a slightly diminished demand on, on the student side of things. And so what we're seeing in, in the, um, in, in especially in the top 50 MBA programs across the United States is that some of the, of the better programs have decided to close their MBA program. Uh, for example, the University of Illinois uh, a number of years ago closed their full-time daytime MBA program. Um, and no longer have an in-residence experience for students in that way. Uh, the University of Iowa did the same thing, and there have other, been others that have, have followed that uh, followed that uh, that path. Um, and there are some reasons for that. Those uh, the schools that have, have tended to do that have uh, are, are are commonly located in a, a smaller college town, without quite uh, as much support from uh, a vibrant business community in terms of jobs and opportunities for internships and so on for students. Um, and so, you know, we're kind of insulated from that in the sense that Buffalo is a, is a, is a 
um, and especially in, in recent times, is uh, is a growing uh, economy, as a vibrant economy. Uh, there's a startup culture here. There's a, many uh, large employers who employ many of our MBA students and have uh, you know have a need for uh, a steady volume and pipeline of of talent coming into their organizations. And so we're a little bit uh, uh, insulated from those from those pressures. And at the same time, it's a it's a, it's an opportunity that these challenges in the marketplace are an opportunity for us because. Um, it means that uh, there is uh, opportunity for us to climb in in status and reputation um, into the into the spots that have been vacated by those who have closed their doors. Um, and so, what I what I would anticipate, say in ten years, is that the value of a UB MBA will be even higher than it is today. Uh, so that piece of paper that is your diploma or as a student's diploma, you know, for graduating from UB with an MBA degree will be of more value in 10 years than it will be even, even now. Uh, and so challenge, there are obviously some, some um, hurdles that we'll need to, to clear and uh, uh, items to consider and plans to be made and executed uh, to, make those, to make those things happen. Um, but I see a path for us to do that and to climb in status and standing. So, I, you know, so it's an opportunity. I think it's one that we can, we can capture and it would provide value to anyone who graduates here from here with, it, with an MBA uh, degree. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I think you'd agree with me that the UB MBA program is collaborative in nature, uh, among many other things. Uh, but what role do you see the MBA program playing in the larger school of management, uh, the university, and Buffalo communities? Yeah, one thing that comes to mind uh, right off the top of my head is that the um, uh, we have uh, done some work quite extensively. Actually, I think it's primarily there in your office, Aaron. Uh, to create partnerships with uh, uh, different academic units across campus uh, for students to uh, take, uh, to combine a degree um, in whatever specialty they, they're in. So say it's in uh, dentistry or it's in pharmacy or it's they're a medical student or they're a law school student or they're in engineering or, uh, or in social work or any number of other, uh, other disciplines. And they want to combine that, that subject expertise with more general management training. Um, and so we've partnered with a, a lot of these uh, uh, different academic units across campus to create dual degree programs and combined degree programs. Um, and so in that way, I, I think we provided a, a, quite a bit of value to the students um, coming, out of, uh, coming out of UB. They can, they can get this MBA degree that really sets them apart you know, in their mm -hmm. chosen, uh, uh, chosen career. Um, and gives them opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise had. And so, um, so we've collaborated in some of those, in some of those ways. Um, um, more generally across, uh, you know, in, in the community, um, the, uh, the business school and the, the, uh, the MBA program in particular has been very supportive of the uh, economic resurgence, the economic development that's been going on, especially as it relates to uh, creating a an ecosystem and a culture of uh, of entrepreneurship and innovation and uh, developing new companies. Um, one of one of the core faculty, uh, one of the faculty that teaches in the, our MBA core, for example, is uh, is uh, he teaches entrepreneurship and he's heavily involved in uh, the, the development of the ecosystem around uh, entrepreneurship in the, here in this area. And so I, you know, those are investments I think that will pay off uh, tremendously in the long term. Um, and more generally, um, the University of Buffalo um, 
you know, um, does quite a bit in that same in that same way to create the culture that would spark uh, innovation and new ideas and uh, and and launching of new companies. Um, and uh, and you know, the business school often figures quite heavily into the into the plans that are made there because of the expertise of of those in the business school that and the contributions they can make to economic development. Yeah, great, thank you. Uh, so moving on. Uh, First up, two-part question, what does diversity mean to you? And how do you intend on helping to cultivate diversity in the MBA program? Yeah, diversity, um, I, th I think of diversity as being a very multifaceted idea. Uh, so there's, of course, uh, diversity that many of us think about that has to do with uh, race or ethnicity or national origin, you know, what country am I from or what's, what's, uh, what's my ethnicity. Uh, and those are important dimensions uh, that we consider and think about um, as we put together our, our MBA class every year. Um, and um, in addition to that, uh, I think of diversity as there's a, there's a sort of a deeper level to it as well, uh, which is like sort of diversity of background and diversity of training and diversity of uh, uh, of experience, uh, and you know, one I, I would say on that dimension, that our MBA program is one of the more diverse that I'm aware of, and, and it has to do with with the um, the, the uh, joint and dual and uh, collaborative degree programs that we have. Uh, just about fifty percent of our incoming class this year uh, are coming to us from another degree program, and so what happens is we've got a mixture. So instead of like, you know, a traditional MBA program where all, all the people in the program pretty much are business people, uh, we will have a surgeon and an engineer and a social worker and a business person all on the same team. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's, a, that's a unique element uh, and uh, uh, maybe not quite as... Um, commonly understood element of the diversity that's in our program. We have this diversity that's related to the background of the students. Um, I also think of diversity on, on another dimension, which is um, sort of diversity of, um, of personality or of um, you know, someone's character and the, their nature. Um, uh, and, uh, and so, you know, all of these, uh, come together to create a very rich and diverse place here at the university of Buffalo. Yeah. Great stuff. Thank you. Uh, sticking with the topic, how are you thinking about how either UB as a whole or the MBA program specifically can prepare a more diverse set of leaders to graduate in the future? Yeah. Um, so we have been we have been working um, at the level of the of the MBA program on some ideas for how to uh, enhance our diversity, uh, especially as it relates to um, uh, racial diversity, ethnic diversity, and and um, and those uh, dimensions of diversity. Um, and we've worked very closely with um, our. Dean of uh, the Associate Dean of, of Diversity and Inclusion here in the in the School of Business. Um, uh, this past this past year, uh, we uh, in in the process of developing our plans, uh, we held focus groups with 
uh, with students from diverse backgrounds and uh, in sort of minority students um, and just ask them like, okay, what would be attractive uh, to students uh, who are like you and what would be helpful to them uh, in, you know, uh, uh, preparing to uh, earn an MBA and be successful in an MBA program. And we got a lot of feedback there. Um, and then we also uh, collaborated with a couple of other units across uh, the campus. Uh, we had meetings with um, um, with the medical school leaders, leaders in the medical school, uh, the dean and associate dean over there, and and uh, they've done a lot of work to enhance diversity and inclusion initiatives in their in their program. And so we met with them, and they shared a lot of ideas, gave us some great suggestions, and we're already starting to implement some some of those things to uh, enhance enhance what you know the experience of diversity inside of our program. Um, I think. Uh, to be more direct, to, to provide a bit of more of a direct uh, answer to uh, to your question about <clears throat> how do you prepare leaders? <clears throat> excuse me. How do you prepare leaders uh, to uh, be to lead in diverse settings? <laughs> uh, I think that's a really critical thing. In, you know, to lead in a in a diverse setting requires, I think, a person to have a level of openness. Uh, to different perspectives and to a level of empathy and a willingness to understand where people are coming from. Uh, and one of the, one of the ways that I, uh, I see that, that our students can gain that understanding is through our global programs. Um, uh, this is, a, uh, uh, an initiative that has been, um, you know, it's been a priority of our dean for a number of years now, and students have the opportunity to travel uh, to, to various parts of the world. Uh, some of the recent destinations include Ghana um, and uh, India and Costa Rica, uh, among a, a number of other places as well. And there's just nothing quite like going to a destination and being a part of the culture and immersing yourself in it. And um, as a part of those experiences, it's not just, you know, uh, a travel experience. Our students go and they work alongside uh, uh, businesses in those areas and nonprofit organizations in those areas to benefit uh, people in, the, in developing nations. And uh, so, you know, that's one of the one of the ways that I see that we can prepare our students to better lead in diverse settings. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks again. Okay, so talking about all these different connections and you know focusing on the bigger picture, uh, I'm going to steal a line from our Career Resource Center or CRC as we call it. Uh, begin with the end in mind, mm -hmm. and for our prospective students, that should be an ongoing theme. Uh, but at the end of that, and again going back to the bigger picture, uh, success is the name of the game, and obviously success has a very different definition for different individuals focusing on different. Uh, aspects or, or themes or whatever the case may be. Um, but in regards to this conversation specifically, I, I want to focus on what does success look like for a student who gets the job that they want? And again, I want to reemphasize want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, making decisions around a career, uh, related to a career, at the point in life when we are expected to make those decisions is challenging. 
uh, we're young adults and, uh, you know, uh, in, in the case of our MBA students, they've, they've recently completed an undergraduate degree within the last two or three years, usually. Um, they've completed an, a, an undergraduate degree. And this is a big decision, right? It's like kind of the, the last decision you're making in terms of your career. It's, and you're making it at a very young age um, uh, with relatively, uh, a relatively small amount of experience. Um, uh, and you know, you know, it wasn't that long ago, if you're say 24, 25, 26 years old, it wasn't that long ago, it was only 10 years that you have been out of, not even 10 years you've been out of college or out of high school even. So uh, I, I think it's kind of a challenging thing to, to make those decisions. Um, I, I think uh, that those who find the job that uh, is the best fit for them, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about you need to find your passion. And I, I think it's a little bit misguided and can be, can kind of produce some anxiety for our students. Um, because you're like, okay, so where do I find my passion? <laughs> and how do I go about doing it? And what is my passion? Um, I like to think of, of three dimensions here. Um, and that these, you could put these together in kind of a Venn diagram. So one thing to think about is what do you do well? What, what, do, you, what do you succeed at? What, what, is, what comes naturally and easily, easily to you? Mm. Um, and then number two, so are you good at numbers, for example? Or are you better at writing? Uh, or are you better at, uh, you know, sort of um, understanding other people? Uh, so there's all sorts of different d- dimensions to, to what you might be good at, naturally good at. So that's one dimension to think about. The second dimension is, uh, uh, do you like it? What do you like to do? So you might be really good at something, but you really don't like it. Well, then maybe that's not the best career uh, for you. Um, so, you know, find something else. So do you like it? Do you do it? Do you do it well? And then the third thing, can I get paid doing it? <laughs> so where those three things come together and, you know, it's going to help you narrow the set uh, where those three things come together. Um, you're probably going to have the most fulfilling and most rewarding financially fulfilling personally and rewarding financially profession that you can find. Um, and what that requires is a l- quite a bit of introspection. Uh, and uh, so those who are successful, you know, they, they're gathering information about the, about the different kinds of jobs and, the, and specifically uh, what, you know, what do you do in that job? What skills are required in that job? Uh, so talking to people, uh, finding mentors who would be able to, to answer questions. So you're thinking about being an attorney. We'll talk to a few attorneys and not just your dad. You know, people that you are going to tell you more of the truth maybe uh, than your dad who wants you to take over the firm for him um, uh, or your mom. Um, so, so, so gathering some information uh, and understanding yourself. So asking other people questions about you, you know, mm-hmm. I see myself as being good at X. Uh, do you see me as being good at X uh, as well? Um, so, you know, those who are the most successful at finding a career that's the most fulfilling and the most rewarding, they think of those three things and they gather information to make sure that they've sort of calibrated their understanding and targeted on the right set. That's an awesome way to look at it. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was my last question. That's going to do it for us here today. 
Dr. Maines, thank you so much for providing tremendous insight on how the UBMBA program is interconnected to different corners of the university, the community uh, of Buffalo as a whole, and how that all relates to focusing on the big, bigger picture. Um, but speaking of connections uh, to our audience, we're glad that you're considering the UBMBA program, uh, but we want you to stay connected. We want to hear from you. And as promised earlier, I brought back the QR code. Uh, so at this point in time, I'd encourage you to take out your cell phone, open up the camera, wave it over that QR code, and then follow the link to give you the ability to access uh, our digital library, where you can find this recording as well as our previous segments. Uh, you can do things like schedule a one-on-one -on -one, uh, admissions advising appointment, uh, attend one of our uh, numerous recruiting events, browse through our website and social media, and so, so much more. Um, again, Dr. Maines, a big thank you. Thank you for joining us here today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Aaron. Absolutely. And to our audience, that's going to do it, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, so take care and goodbye for now.